Well, welcome everyone to Unfiltered Real Church Planting Discussions. I'm joined here uh, by Lee and uh, hey guys, name's... I'm Lee Stevenson, and uh, I have the privilege of serving Converge, overseeing church planting. And uh, I'm Danny Parmley, and uh, I work with Converge Mid America with church planters. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about assessment. It's kind of where we left off in episode one. And uh, so, Lee, why don't you even just kind of run us through uh, each um, kind of network denomination does assessments uh, differently? Totally, yeah, yeah. And uh, assessment centers really were kind of birthed, the idea of assessing church planters um, from really stuff back in the early 90s, um, maybe late 80s, actually, and uh, kind of characterizing what does it take um, what are the wirings of a successful church planter? And the original, there was like 13 mm-hmm. very specific things to look for in the life of, of a mm-hmm. potential church planter. And that gave rise to um, real more formalized assessing processes. Mm-hmm. And I'd say there's kind of four different ways that you see if we're going to characterize the four major ways that people assess whether or not um, somebody has what it takes, you know, mm-hmm. to, to be a church planner. One is you have what's called the assessment center, mm-hmm. and assessment centers, um, we'll take more time to dive into each of these, but assessment center is more like a three- or four-day intensive process. Then you have what we would characterize as behavioral interviews, um, and then you have, I mean, I, I like intuition, you know, it's like you just sit down, maybe you have a meal with a guy and go, I like him, yeah, you know, cool. maybe I think he's got it, and mm-hmm. Um, or you have um, just self-assessment where guys go, I hate what I'm doing, I'm going to start church, and, and they just go for it. Um, so there are a whole lot of different aspects to this. So let, let me dive in first of all and talk a little bit about Assessment Center. Um, uh, Converge, um, who we're a part of, does an assessment center, has been doing assessment centers since I think like 1991. Mm-hmm. And they've just gotten better over the years. And our specific process is, is four days. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll just kind of walk you through um, what those four days look like. And so we want a husband and wife team to come together through the assessment process. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just interrupt yeah. really quick? When you say husband and wife team, because um, for some that can be really, really scary. And is that saying, oh, well, this is like a co-pastoring type of thing where the wife is sharing the stage and sharing the preaching? Or why do you have? Yeah, not not so. necessarily. So we have some of those type of situations Um but basically, the reason why we want both to come in is we want to make sure that you're both feeling called. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is this something that God has placed on both the husband and wife leading them together? Because we believe that, you know, he's not going to lead one spouse in a different direction than he leads the other spouse. And mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that there's symmetry mm-hmm. there. Um, but at the same time, we want to assess how they're going to handle the pressures, the stress, mm-hmm. the family challenges, all the things that are incorporated with this new work of getting a church. We want to just check in on how's their marriage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we, what you'll see is um, a, a husband and wife will come in. They've done pre-work. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've done um, questionnaires. They've done personality profiling. Um, they've filled out all kinds of information, just ins and outs of their history, um, about their marriage, about their family life. And as they kind of come in through the assessment center, um, we want them to also have an assigned coach um, or what we would characterize. The, we want the sending agency to be represented. So mm-hmm. whoever is kind of backing them, saying, hey, we believe in them. We think mm-hmm. this is what God is calling them to do. Um, we're going to walk with them um, through this call. 
Um, we want them to be representative at the at the assessment because it, it just helps to have some contextual information about the couple when we get to the deliberation point. Um, that you know helps us understand their situation, the the nuances of their situation. Somebody that can speak to their history um, because we're we're making pretty major decisions. Um, and they'll sit through a couple, you know, they'll be preaching exercises, um, they'll be um, kind of philosophy of ministry exercises where they'll talk about what kind of church they want to develop and how are they going to actually move people forward in the discipleship process. I want to just make sure that they understand how a disciple is made. Um, there'll be team organiz- or team um, interactive exercises that are going to take place and want to see how they process information, but also how they get along with other people. Um, and usually we finish off with a major project that is um, centered around church planting as well. Um, but throughout that, um, they'll get trained in understanding their own personalities, how God has wired them, um, the strengths and weaknesses of each personality type. Uh, they'll sit through with um, trained counselors and actually get marriage counseling for an hour and a half. They'll go through other interviews, they'll, they'll be, um, we want to see um, what's the history of evangelism um, in their past. Is that a driver for them when it comes to planning a church? And at the end of an assessment center, typically what happens is you get one of three um, recommendations. One being, uh, not recommended. We just don't see you being the point person in a church plan. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't be on a church planning team doesn't mean that you can't be a support staff member um, to be on this team, um, but we just don't see that you have the makings, the giftings, the wirings to be the lead person in planning a church. And so those are based on the what we kind of characterize as the 16 building blocks. So we've we've taken the Ridley 13, added a few extras into that that, that have just kind of come up to the surface over the years. And so we're assessing based on those 16 things. And it's everything, Danny, from um, how's their relationship with God, um, how's their marriage, um, to are they an entrepreneur? Um, you know, there are certain things. You're either, you are born as an entrepreneur or you are not. It's, I don't think it's one of those things that you really develop a, a knack for it if that's not in your wiring. Um, to uh, you know, communication, can you communicate vision? Do you understand church planning and, and that world? Um, and so it's, if you don't have those, if they're missing, you're most likely you're going to get a red light, a, a not recommend. Yeah. Um, Let me just say something in there too, or, or, cause I know that, um, you know, uh, being on the assessor side of things, uh, no one wants to go in there and, and get a red light, you know, no, because it totally. seems, it yeah. seems like, are you saying that I'm not fit for ministry or even I'm not fit for a lead position? And how do you usually respond uh, to that? We usually tell them, no, absolutely not. That, mm-hmm. it doesn't Just because you get a not recommend doesn't mean you're not fit for ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, there are a lot of ministry opportunities out there. Um, mm-hmm. You could be a lead pastor in an existing church. Yeah. Uh, you, maybe God's wired you to um, revitalize mm-hmm. an existing church. Um, the giftings and the makeup and wiring of that is just different than what we're looking for that makes a good successful church planter. Um, And, you know, I I think it's better to find that out then (laughs) than down the road of trying to plant a church and it doesn't make it. And, um, you know, I've seen it and you've seen it too often where people have gone out 
try to plant a church that probably really shouldn't, mm -hmm. and it destroys them. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe um, personally, um, maybe their soul in the way, you know, that, that they just, um, they're too burdened. Um, I've seen it destroyed marriages, relationship with, ki with kids. Um, I've seen it get bad. And we want to try to be proactive in that and, and help people decipher what God is doing and help them decipher the call um, at that point before major damage could be done. Right. Um, so it, it not, that, that kind of rep represents the not recommend. Um, then you, you kind of cross the line. We have the next would be a yellow light, which is a conditional recommend, meaning um, we see the building blocks in your life. Um, they're definitely there. there. There are some that are just underdeveloped. And you need to focus in for a season of time in strengthening and developing these specific areas before you consider planting a church. Mm -hmm. And I've seen everything. I mean, we, we've seen people with conditions. It may be, hey, you, you just work on your marriage for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, pay off debt. Maybe you need to refocus in and figure out your discipleship pathway a little more um, or work on your preaching. You know, it, it can be a gamut of things. I've seen it from six months to 18 months, um, and the idea is that the coach or the sending agent that comes with them is going to help them develop those specific areas that need strengthening over that time period, um, and then they can kind of reevaluate at that point. Mm -hmm. Is this still something that we want to do? Is this what we sense God is calling? And then it's like, go for it. Um, then you got green light, which is, hey, we see all the building blocks here. They're all there. Um, we don't see any of these with major deficiencies. Now it really is, is this truly what God is calling you to do? And if so, do you have the courage to go yeah. go make that happen? Um, and so to me, that, that kind of classifies the assessment center mm -hmm. way of doing it. And it's an exhaustive experience, yeah. but I, I highly, highly believe in that. Yeah, cool. Um, the next one that you had mentioned was behavioral interviews, and uh, that is uh, still intensive, but a much, uh, much, a smaller amount of time mm -hmm. commitment, and that's usually done uh, over maybe a lunch, maybe a maybe a three to four hour period, and would probably resemble somewhat of an interview process that someone would go through uh, in a church. and And you can you can get a lot of uh, good information. The only thing uh, with behavioral interviews is because it's a shorter amount of time, people can put their best foot forward. Where that's the <laughs> exactly, nice thing about yeah. assessment center is that. When you're over that long period of time, you begin to kind of break down. People uh, get tired. Yeah. People begin to show their true colors a couple days into right. it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, um, and I know I'm doing somewhat uh, comparing here, but assessment center compared to behavioral interviews is an assessment center is you're in a room with other church planners, and you talk about putting a bunch of type A, highly <laughs> driven pastors, nonetheless, in a group and watch them all very kind opinionated. of... Very opinionated. Very <laughs> opinionated, kind of all vying for yeah, leadership. Everybody wants to be the quarterback type of people. Exactly, yeah. and so that's kind of helpful because when you're in a church plant, you're going to deal with some of those leadership and conflict issues, so you get to see just a slice of it. We're in a behavioral interview. Um, oftentimes, it's you know maybe a panel of three to four people. Maybe there is some one-on-one, uh, -on -one, um, but a lot of... Uh, on uh, networks and denominations, they still do uh, u utilize just behavioral interviews. Yeah. Uh, some that don't have the resources to pull off an entire assessment center do send 
people too. There's a number of different organizations out there, and and uh, Converge is, is is open as well to um, anybody can can be part of if that. If you were so. going to do a solid, you know, maybe you don't have the resource to do an assessment center. Um, I I do know for those that may be interested in assessment yeah. centers, a lot of organizations will allow you to use their assessment center if that's something you want to do. Now the cost is more effective. I know for us in Converge, um, it's always open. People can come and send their candidates, and we'll assess them and give them a full report. But if you were wanting to put together a behavioral interview, you know what are two or three critical things that you would want to get after? Yeah, to make a, a successful behavioral. Yeah. Interview? So, so I I think with the behavioral interview, it is exactly that. Wh- what have you done in the past? The the behaviors, the different success. Uh, the different ministries that you've been in the past and how well you've done them are going to be the things that kind of point uh, to the future. The other thing is, is some of the even if you're not trained in some of the personality testing, you can um, have candidates uh, uh, take that. So things such as DISC or uh, Myers Briggs or um, uh, there's there's even some church planning assessment tools out there like the ISA, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that you know by gateway leadership, by gateway yeah. leadership um, you know if, if anybody can take those. But there's some of those different things will at least uh, enter into some of the conversations as you're having that with the potential planter and the potential planter's a spouse would would be some. Of, I, I mean, again, like I'm I'm biasly for assessment centers over behavioral interviews. So I'm going to say, hey, do anything that you can, even if it's using another organization, just to get a little bit more of that in-depth and to have it done over time. What about you? What What would you suggest? Yeah, as, I, so? I, uh, I think I would put some level of theology alignment, wanting to make sure that that conversation happens either just before a behavioral interview mm-hmm. or during the behavioral interview as, mm-hmm. as well to make sure that Hey, with the organization or group that you're looking at planning, that not only are we aligned in, in philosophy, but yeah. you know that there's a doctrinal alignment there as well, and it shows in the way that you live your life. Um, but I, I, I think you want to get to know them um, as much as you possibly can in that three-hour, four-hour window. Um, what's their family life look like? Um, do they have? Uh, do they live with balance mm-hmm. in every area of their life? You know, it's not just in finances, but mm-hmm. um, the way the pace of life that they run. Um, mm-hmm. Do they understand when it's necessary to take a break, and are they taking those necessary breaks? Um, you want to do reference checking um, if you're doing a behavioral yeah. interview as, as well, and, and make sure that there's three or four people that are vowing for knowing this couple for a long time, long period of time. Um, that they can vouch for them in, in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know historically, I think for a long time, mm-hmm. um, people just went from the intuitive standpoint mm-hmm. where it's like, um, let's go have lunch and let's just talk and I'll know by the time lunch is over if you can do this or not. Yeah. And um, I think that's that's good to get the conversation going, but I think both of us would admit that there's yeah. some serious weaknesses. Right. And, you know, especially if you're looking at putting serious resources into a planter, is you need to do your due diligence before um, you, you seed this person with any major level of finances or people or any of that more than a gut feel, right? Right. And, and I have to confess that I, I do that at times where I'm the in, intuitive guy going, 
man, this person has what it takes, and I'll tell my wife, and I'm all, I'm all excited. I'm like, absolutely, and they're going to go to assessment center, and they are just going <laughs> to knock it out of the Rock park. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, you, uh, you, know, you begin to peel back some of the layers, and you're like, oh, my goodness, you know what? That, that they, they don't have everything. that They may have, um, especially those that um, have elevated uh, in the area of, like, kind of charisma and woo, and they may be very high on the gathering side mm-hmm. of things, but they're not entrepreneurial in the sense that they can put together systems and grow something from from nothing. So even sometimes I'm, yeah. so I always have to caution myself. Don't get just, caught in the woo. Don't get caught in the woo, <laughs> but to look holistically, like you said, and even those other other parts of it, they may even... Um, you know, have the entrepreneurial stuff, but if, if the wife isn't on board, and, and I can't say this enough, that doesn't mean the whole co-pastoring thing, because I know that as, as far as inviting many couples to assessment, the wives are usually the most hesitant to take that step, and they're so nervous, and they end up, they end up loving it, because, you know, for the first time, uh, they're getting, uh, um, uh, you know, reflected back into them, some of their gifts and abilities, whether they're used uh, real specifically in the ministry, or if it's to support their husband, totally, uh, type of totally. uh, type of thing. But yeah, I, I think you know holistically looking at them is just a really important thing, and, and not relying too much on on just intuition. Yeah, that uh, you may win a few, but you're yeah. going to lose some too, and uh, you want to make sure you're counting the cost there. Um, and self assessment. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's kind of obvious, <laughs> right, Danny? Um, uh, I, I mean, we know, I mean, Scripture talks about that our heart is deceitful above all else, that mm-hmm. our hearts can deceive us, and it's good to have other people speak into this. I, I mean, I've, I've tried to live my life on the fact that Proverbs mm-hmm. says that there's wisdom in the counsel of many, yeah. and uh, I don't want to make any major decision in my life without seeking the counsel of other people right. and making sure that they're behind this. Right. As, as well. Yeah, and I think this goes back to a little bit of our discussion from the first episode. There's a certain amount of that, yes, within the church planter, there is some of that that confidence. Yeah, totally. Um, but I get a little bit nervous when it's like, hey, God told me to do this, and the reason that God told me to do this is because I can just do it better than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, type yeah of don't thing trip over you, your ego there. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. E- exactly. So, yeah. Um, well, why don't you share a little even of your personal experience mm, of yeah. assessment, maybe a few uh, takeaways without uh, giving away the whole assessment uh, experience. Um, but, yeah, share a little bit of yeah, yours. I, for us personally, the assessment center, um, I mean, it was nerve-wracking just knowing that we were going into a room for four days and people with clipboards are going to be walking around mm-hmm. um, writing notes about us and mm-hmm. poking holes and asking questions. At the same time, it was a very welcome thing. We, we kind of hit a moment in our church planning journey, which I, I see happen more often than not, um, where we were going in one direction, and we thought we were going to plant with uh, one organization in a, this area of town. And in the end, um, God killed a vision and rebirthed another vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really hard season for us personally because we were like, God, this is what you're calling us to do. Why aren't you opening these doors? And we ended up just putting everything on a halt. And it was like silence for four months where we just didn't hear God speaking. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, I would pretty much transitioned myself out of my current position. Mm-hmm. Um, I would built the team and, and um, we would make announcements like, hey, we're heading out to do this. And I'm going, I, I'm also out of a job right, now. Yeah. And 
Um, and so we ended up connecting at that point with Converge for the first time and began to hear of their story and how they planted churches and this assessment process. And we just went, this sounds awesome. And I mean, it came at a point where I began, I was personally doubting, hmm. like, is this what God has called me to do? Like, I feel like he has, I feel like he's wired me, he's gifted me for this, but there was doubt was beginning to creep in because yeah. God wasn't giving us that, that last piece, that door yeah. wasn't opening. And, and so we were like, God, this is kind of the last straw for mm-hmm. us. Like, let's go, let's, let's see what God is doing here. And so we, we went with really open hands going, I have no idea how this is going to end. Yeah. And we walked in and, and we were just trusting that God was going to speak in that moment to mm-hmm. us. And, and it was fantastic. I mean, it, it was hard. It was um, a lot of sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some really interesting conversations as a, as a couple going through it. Um, but at the same time, we made some great friends. I'm still in contact years later yeah. with people we went through assessment center with. And there's just this bond that, mm-hmm. that we have. Like, yeah, we did that together, you know, in a sick way. Yeah. But it, it's, it's there. Um, but when we got through it, and, and for us, we got that full recommend at the end of it. It was like, no, this is what God's called us to do. Yeah. Now let's go make it happen. And there, it was like, it just brought fuel to the flame that God had already put in there, um, that he wasn't done with us. Yeah. Like he, he had a vision for us, and it was just different than what we originally thought. And man, we needed that. It was just the wind in the sail at the exact right moment that that really pushed us forward in, in that process. And that's why I'm such an, a big advocate for the assessment center process is, is, man, where else do you get in your ministry where you have seasoned people that have planted churches successfully, standing around, praying for you as a couple, interacting with you, um, because they want what is best for you. They want yeah. what God is wanting to do, and they want that mm-hmm. to be clear. And the assessors take it very serious. Mm-hmm. And for them to be able to stand behind you afterwards and go, man, you got this. We're behind yeah. you. Um, oh, yeah. what, 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 how refreshing yeah. that is. And I'm just so thankful that we went through that process. That's cool. Can you talk to, um, uh, speak to the objective nature of it? So in other words, um, you, you said like, hey, they're, they're invested in you. So it's not like um, limited number of spots or, um, well, we know you, so we're going to pass you because we like you type of thing. So speak yeah, to the, yeah, uh, no, that's why, the, why the objectivity is, is so key to it. T- typically, you have at least one assessor per couple, if mm-hmm. not more. Um, and I know like when we came in, I think there were 13 couples mm-hmm. all together that were being assessed yeah. at this given assessment center. I knew one assessor mm-hmm. out of all the assessors, and I think there was, I think we were like 26 or 30 assessors mm-hmm. in the room. Um, and so I was, we were getting critiqued, and we were getting watched, and we're getting feedback from people that are, are that don't know us, they're not invested in us relationally from that standpoint. You know, they haven't yeah. walked with us for years. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're watching how we interact with other people. They're watching how we interact as a couple. Um, they're asking tough questions mm-hmm. of us, both about our walk with the God, um, about our leadership style, um, challenges that we face and how we've overcome those things, how God has revealed himself. Um, they're, they're giving us objective feedback on mm-hmm. our preaching. Um, they're giving us objective feedback on 
just how we carry ourselves during the week. And, and so all of that was very helpful in making that final deliberation. Yeah. Um, now, it was nice having one person there that knew us yeah. because they could speak to the context in which we were planting. But they were very much going, hey, we're here to get your input on yeah. our candidate. Yeah. And, uh, and so there is a, a, a sense that this is a team approach and coming up with a defined plan in understanding who this couple is. Yeah, I, I think for me too, just with the assessment center, the the um, yeah, it being objective, not saying okay, we're just taking the top five. It's like hey, if everybody in the room Pass. is a, is fantastic, a, if everyone's a fail, they're literally looking at each individual um, yeah. person. Yeah. I think. How, how was so, your assessment experience? Yeah, so we, uh, so Emily and I, we were. Um, you know, we were we were newly married, and uh, so my wife, she's she's shyer, so she was definitely nervous mm-hmm. uh, going into this whole thing. And as I shared before, she, you know, she still had some question marks about like, man, church planning. Are we sure you know we're going to do this uh, thing? And it was it was a uh, it was a grueling time. Um, I remember just you know just even being intimidated by other people in the room that were older that had ministry experience and. We were actually um, kind of in conversation similar to you with two different uh, two different denominations, and because I had a, a a longer history with Converge, the church that we were at, you know, was Converge. I didn't even know what Converge was when we started going there, but it's like, okay, well, we're going to kind of go down this path a bit then uh, with the assessment center, especially since they had such a high you know track record of planting churches, and they tied so much of that to to the assessment. Um, but I remember, I think it was the night before, or the the, the kind of the final night, and the director. Of uh, of the assessment center was just grilling me, and he was like, "Don't you think that you're too young? Like, I, who's gonna who's gonna come to you?" And I'm I'm going, I I, I don't know. I think maybe you're right. I am maybe too I young. I am too young. <laughs> and so that night, uh, you know, Emily and I went home, and I said, "We I'm gonna call that other denomination right now because they only do the behavioral interview. <laughs> <laughs> so if we can just get by the like four hour lunch interview like that, because this is not." We, we definitely got the red light. We we're being sent home, and um, they outed us. We're too young. We shouldn't be doing this. This whole, you know. Uh, and then, of course, we, you know, we 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 sit down with them, and, and they're like, um, "No, you, you have a full recommend. You have a green light. We we see this in you." And and the director, the one who was, you know, grilling me, is like, "I'd love to stay in contact with you. I can't wait to see what got." And I'm like. You know, Doctor Jekyll and you know Hyde here. Like, ooh, like, what is happening? But just understanding that they really they wanted to put the pressure on because they wanted, they really do care. And, and so I felt. And then it began to kind of click and to make sense. They, like, it's not just, hey, we just want someone to go through this and give them a pat on the back. They took very seriously and they cared about every couple to do that. And like you, I'm still in contact with other guys that were. Uh, that I went through assessment with, uh, some that planted, some that are no longer in planting yeah. anymore uh, um, because, you know, they, they went on to, to different ministries. And it's just, yeah, again, I, I know that this is coming across really, really biased, but I do believe that assessment is, uh, it's so important because when you hit even some of those tough points uh, a year in or two years into the plant, you oh, kind of can remember back and go, yeah, no, other people said. So when you have that leader that say, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're you were qualified to do this in the first place, and you shouldn't have. You at least kind of can go back to that and say, you know what? No, there was a, there was a group of people who objectively assessed and said, no, we we believe in you. We think that you can do this. Yeah, and I, I think you hit upon something too that it's it's funny in, in a way that you know when you're going through the assessment process, um, your assessors show no emotion. Yeah, 
if they do show emotion, they show the opposite emotion <laughs> than what you're yeah. wanting to, yeah. to sense. You know, you you get done preaching, you're wanting everybody yeah. to come down the altar and cry and repent, and, yeah. and they're sitting there with like no smile, they're yeah. not clapping, they're not you know, and you're going, I just gave the best sermon <laughs> ever, and and you go like that for days, you're going, this yeah. this is terrible, and then that person that. You know, you going, you're going all week going, this person hates me. Yeah. You know, at the end of the week, they're they're coming up and they're hugging you and they're yeah. praying for you. And, yeah. um, I think it just shows how serious they take yeah. their, their job yeah. of wanting to give you honest feedback. Yeah. Um, before we close, talk about some uh, interactions where uh, people have said have gotten the red light and uh, how they responded. And um, I don't know if you have any specific stories of people who got the red light but thanked thanked you later, thanked the assessment center later because yeah. of um, they got where they needed to be, actually. Well, I, I, I know we've seen the full gamut of emotions displayed mm-hmm. when people have been told you're not the point person. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it speaks to their maturity as well and trust and faith in the Lord. Um, I mean, we've had guys literally jump up off the table and, and mm-hmm. yell at us that, mm-hmm. you know, and the reason we didn't pass them was they had an anger issue, and they're mm-hmm. going, I don't have an anger issue. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, um, you're going, well, yeah, I, <laughs> I beg to differ right <laughs> yeah. now. Um, mm-hmm. and, and But we've also seen guys, you know, we, we've told them, and, and they just break down, and it's, it's hard mm-hmm. um, because they felt like this is what God is doing. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, one specific planter I, I'm thinking of that we got a red light. I mean, we sat down. You're absolutely called to ministry. You're mm-hmm. gifted for ministry. Mm-hmm. We think you will have a fruitful mm-hmm. life in ministry. We just don't see you as being the point guy. Yeah. And um, within a couple of weeks after the assessment center, one of the people that was passed mm-hmm. ended up getting connected huh. with them, invited him to be on his plant team. Wow. And they ended up launching the church together, him operating as kind mm-hmm. of a number two person. Mm-hmm. And he contacted us all back later going, man, you guys are absolutely right. I'm wow. loving wow. life and loving what I'm getting to do at, at this point. Thank you for so saying cool. the, the hard thing. And so to me, those are the, those are the stories you hope to see. And, and I can tell you time and time again how God has uniquely orchestrated moments like that yeah. um, through the assessment process. Cool. Yeah. But uh, I, I think both of us would be adamant to our audience. Like, if you're thinking of planning a church, um, really, really strongly think and position yourself to go through a assessment center. I, I think mm-hmm. you owe that to yourself. I think you owe that to the call that you sense that God has placed on your life. Um, and I know every planter, even once you get through the assessment, um, there are tough questions that you're still wrestling with. And we want to tackle those questions here in our next episode. So thanks again for joining us with the Unfiltered Real Church Planning Discussions. Till next time, keep it real.